This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode on the Living in First Alignment channel. My name is Kayla and today I'm going to be diving into human design and in particular I'm going to be talking about how to use your authority in human design. So if you're listening to this right now and you have no idea what human design is, what I would like you to do is on Google I want you to type in human design chart and what you need is your birth time, your birth location and your birth date. This information will create a body graph chart and you're going to have a type and you're going to have an authority and there's going to be a lot of other information, but the things that I want you to look at so that you can understand this episode that you're about to listen to is your type. So there's five different types. There's a generator, manifesting generator, manifester, projector, and reflector. So each type has their own authority in which allows them to make aligned decisions in their life and aligned decisions from the place of it being energetically fluid rather than using your mind of thinking, oh, I should do this because society says so and so on. So once you have your type and you'll see what your authority is, there's seven different authorities. There's emotional solar plexus, sacral center, splenic center, ego center, G center, sounding board authority, and no inner authority or your lunar authority. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the different ways to use your authority so that you can get back into alignment. And I'm going to talk about all the types and the authorities so that you can get a really clear idea on understanding yourself if you're new to human design or if you're someone who's been dabbling in it and maybe you know the designs of other people in your life and you can help them with this episode but this is just really going to give you a robust experience of understanding the different authorities and how you can use this as a tool in your day-to-day living. So the first authority that we're going to talk about is the emotional authority and what this means is that you're going to make decisions based off riding your emotional wave. So there's four different types of waves. I'm not going to get into the specifics in this episode. There's tribal, collective, source, and individual. So each of those waves will have a different wave pattern in how you'll experience your emotions. So if you have an emotional authority, what that means is that you're meant to ride emotional waves before you make a decision. And the best time to make a decision is once you've rode that wave and you're in a place of emotional stillness, or you've had an emotional release, or you feel like you have clarity. And I literally mean like you feel like you have clarity, like you've experienced all of the emotions that you're meant to experience in making that decision, and now you feel like you can make an aligned decision. And some telltale signs around making emotionally charged decisions don't typically work out, or you might actually find that it's going to like stir the pot in terms of how you feel. Like you feel pressured to make decisions, even though you don't feel emotionally ready to make those decisions and then you do it and then on top of that, not being finished emotionally processing, you have the emotions about your emotions. So 
I'm sure some of you might be laughing and listening to this because I can definitely see in my life people who have an emotional authority and when you make decisions when you're not emotionally ready, it can just amplify things unnecessarily, right? And the funny thing is in society, I feel like they don't really allow us to make decisions emotionally. It's supposed to be logical. You're supposed to make decisions with your mind. You're not supposed to listen to your heart and so on. Because the thing is, when we make emotional decisions or we use our intuition, then what happens is we're, we're kind of disregarding, quote, facts about things. And the facts being, well, this person did this. That's why I should make that decision. Or this happened to so-and-so. That's why I shouldn't make that decision. And those are all made with the mind. The thing with human design is that no decisions are made with the mind. The seven authorities have nothing to do with the mind. So I'm really excited to dive into this more and I'm really excited to talk to you first about the emotional authority because this is a more common authority. So about 47 to 50% of people will have this as their authority and the center in the body graph is called the emotional solar plexus. So this is your spiritual awareness center. Spiritual being, because if you think about spirituality, it really has to do with feelings and intuition and so that is how this particular authority is really about spiritual awareness, emotional awareness. When you're aware, if you think about being aware of somebody else's emotions, then you are able to help them process or you can offer support and there's understanding. There's so much understanding available through emotions. So it is something that can be used powerfully when you take the time to understand your emotional authority and look up the different emotional waves that I talked about. If you want to dive further into this, if you realize that you are an emotional authority, the biggest thing is riding that wave. Emotional authorities are not meant to make decisions quickly. They're meant to make decisions over time. And it really does depend on your emotional stillness and really having experienced the highs or the lows and feeling neutrality or feeling like you've had a release before you make any decisions. So the biggest thing really is, when in doubt, wait it out. You're not designed to make decisions quickly. And so that's the other part of intuition is trusting that if it takes you a little bit longer to make a decision, there's probably a reason that you're just not seeing with the mind's eye right this second, and it's just time to trust that. So when it comes to making decisions, when you ride your emotional wave, the best thing to do if you're just getting familiar with this is to practice with small decisions. So what that looks like is asking yourself questions or putting yourself in situations where you need to make a decision and you can play with that wave. You know, for example, if you want to decide what you're having for dinner and it's like, do I feel like having tacos or do I feel like having sushi? And from there, ride that emotional wave, see how you feel, pay attention to that and then make decisions from there once you feel that you've come to clarity. And the other thing too is when it comes to big decisions, like I said, emotional authorities are not meant to make decisions quickly. You're meant to make them over time. So sometimes you can break those bigger decisions down into smaller ones, stepping stones, and just ride the emotional wave. And like I said, if you're unsure, and even if you're unsure and you feel like you've processed everything, it's probably a no. Because if you're really excited about something, you're going to feel positive emotions about it. A couple other things to know about the emotional authority is that this solar plexus is like an emotionally charged battery. So like I mentioned, you're going to have the highs and lows and it'll feel like a buildup of emotion and then a release. 
and it's also what we call in human design one of the motor centers so it is an energy center where you know emotions are energy really they're energy and motion so i just wanted to share that little bit before we dive into the next authority so the next one that we're going to talk about is the sacral authority so i am a 6-2 sacral generator the sacral has to do with life force creativity and it's really based off making gut decisions and the way that I experience it is like in my gut when it comes to making decisions it's like a hell yes or a hell no and as a sacral authority that means that you it's like an energizer battery in the sense that you get re-energized by the things that light you up so fun fact we said that 47 to 50 percent of emotional authorities rule the earth and I would say for sacral authority, it's 30 to 35%. So for emotional authorities, we can have emotional projectors, manifestors, generators, to manifest in generators as well. And so that's why we see 47 to 50% of the population having an emotional authority because there's more types that can have that authority. When it comes to sacral, only generators and manifesting generators can have this authority. So the funny thing is, the manifesting generators and generators are the more common types in society because they are the action takers. So they're meant to take a lot of action. And funnily enough, because most of the population will be a generator or manifesting generator, what happens is there's a lot of conditioning on the other types to constantly be taking action and that leads to burnout. So the big thing that I mentioned earlier is when it comes to the sacral authority is that you're meant to be taking action with things that light you up because it is an energizer battery, again, where when you do things that light you up, it recharges that battery. But when you do things that don't light you up, then you're going to feel depleted and drained. And it's so interesting because I have this authority, I can totally experience this where I can spend a day, eight to 12 hours straight working on my business. And then when I have to work on my nine to five or do something that I don't enjoy in my nine to five, I feel immediately drained. And so the thing is, it's really interesting when it comes to using this authority to make decisions, it's meant to be done in the moment. So it's a little bit different than emotional authority where it's like you've been presented with something. Is it a yes or a no? And then trusting that again, intuition ties into all of the authorities. So trusting is this a yes for me or a no? Is it a hell yes or is it a, a fuck no? And so being able to tap into that and trust your intuition is what's going to allow you to make those steps. So like taking action, the sacral authority is really great for making all these little decisions and even big decisions as well. But one of the major conditioning factors with this authority is this guilt around changing your mind. So maybe on a Monday, you're lit up by going to do something on that following weekend. And then Thursday rolls around and you're like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. So the thing is with this and really with anything in life, when it comes to decisions, like you're allowed to change your mind. Like I'm always going to say this to coaching clients because too often, like just basically life is too short to be doing shit you don't want to be doing. So that's a really big conditioning thing around sacral authorities is that something that might light you up today may not let you up tomorrow. And then there's this guilt around saying yes, even though you don't want to do it. And so I think normalizing, being able to change your mind is really powerful because you're going to continue to be lit up by what you're doing. And ultimately that's going to have a positive impact on the people in your life. So one of the cool things with the sacral authority 
as I said, responds really well to yes or no. And one thing I find so interesting is that usually in the coaching world, they say you never want to ask closed-ended questions or even just in life. Don't ask closed-ended questions, right? Which is a yes or no question. You want to ask open-ended questions. But for sacral generators, it is, and manifesting generators with the sacral authority, it's better to ask yes or no questions because that is giving them something to respond to. So this is something that I've definitely noticed, like even in like the most trivial things ever, like back to tacos and sushi for a hot second. I've definitely had conversations with my boyfriend where it's like, he'll ask me, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. And then he'll be like, well, do you want tacos or do you want sushi? Still don't know. Do you want tacos? Yes. Okay, do you want sushi? No. That's the difference. It's so subtle, but I'm telling you, if you do this with a sacral authority, that's how it works. Because the first, you saw the first layer was very open-ended. What do you want for dinner? Do you want this or this? There's two options. It's not one thing to respond to. And then I boil it down. Do you want tacos? Yes or no? Do you want sushi? Yes or no? So if you know somebody who's a sacral authority or you are a sacral authority, this is a really great way to, to use this method for decision-making is presenting yourself with options like even if small decisions presenting yourself with options and using your sacral yes or no and then if you have bigger decisions to make then just take them down in bite-sized chunks and i can attest to this being a sacral authority making small decisions like one step at a time because let's say for example if if i was presented with the opportunity to invest x amount of money in my business and there's going to be this this and this and it's a five-year contract and so on i would feel overwhelmed by this but if you asked me do you want to work with this person for three months and then this would be the next step and the next step that gives me one thing at a time to respond to and ultimately that is what will lead to bigger decisions coming into fruition so the biggest thing with sacral authority is to trust your gut and really intentionally on a daily basis, plan things in your life that allow you to be lit up by what you're doing. Because like I said, a lot of the population are generators, manifesting generators. Those are the most common types. They are going to have the biggest impact in terms of taking action and having that, that energy access. And so when we're doing what we love, that means that we're going to give ourselves and those around us the experience of pleasure and joy in life. So that's my little blurb on sacral authority for you. So the next one we're going to dive into is the splenic authority. So splenic authorities can be had by manifestors or projectors. And basically this has to do with your splenic center in the body graph. And the splenic center has to do with your physical awareness. And this is where your deep knowing, inner knowing, your intuition lives. And it also has to do with the fear center. So there's different gates in that center, like every other center, but the gates in that center in particular have to deal with fear. So you can only have this authority if your emotional center and your, your sacral is undefined. Then that's typically when somebody will be a splenic authority. And so this decision, the way to tap into this is by understanding how to physically respond to things intuitively, like knowing the big question to ask yourself if you have a splenic authority is, is this healthy for me? Is this good for me? 
And those are, that's how you make your decisions is asking yourself those questions. And one of the things I find really interesting is I shared that in order to be a splenic authority, your sacral and your emotional solar plexus will be undefined. When you're making decisions, the important thing is to be in your own space when making those decisions because having those two undefined centers, that means that you can pick up the energy of those around you or in situations where, let's say, for example, you have a partner or a friend who is a sacral generator and they're really excited by something, you might pick up on that energy and respond to something based off of their energy rather than asking yourself and tapping into your spleen of if, the, if this is good for me. And if somebody has an emotional authority and you're undefined because you're a splenic authority, you might pick up on the emotions of that person and make a decision based off of their emotions rather than tapping in with your splenic authority. So it's, it's, it's known as a very ancient center. This inner wisdom and knowing really comes from just knowing what's best for you and really listening. It's, it's going to be this whisper or this inner knowing. And if something really lights you up, my boyfriend is a splenic authority and he said, like he's read and I've taught him that it's like a full body experience. Like when, when something is a yes, this is good for me, it's like a light bulb, like your body goes off like a light bulb. So really when it comes to making those decisions, I want you to pay attention to where this sensation is coming from in your body. Like where are you feeling this yes or this no or if this is good for you. And the really good way of making the, these decisions when it comes to small decisions is really paying attention to asking yourself, like I said, is this good for me? Is this healthy for me? And trusting the first reaction. Because I told you that this is your physical awareness center and it has to do with intuition. That first answer that you get is your answer. And then when we start questioning it, that's when the mind gets involved and it starts logically telling you why you shouldn't do it. But when you trust your spleen and you trust what's good for you, that's how you're going to make the best decisions. So when it comes to making bigger decisions, what you want to focus on is to not allow your fears to drive that decision. So I talked about how the fear gates are in this center. And if we just make decisions based off of fear, then it's going to be inauthentic because naturally we're going to have fears in life because that's just part of being human. When you really tap into like, there's a difference between asking yourself like what am I afraid of and what is good for me so when you're asking yourself what is good for me is this healthy for me then you're going to be focused on what it is that you want when you're coming from a place of what am I afraid of what don't I want to happen what am I avoiding that's coming from a place of scarcity and fear obviously and you're going to be focused on what it is that you don't want so you're not making decisions based on what you want like when you make decisions we decide typically between options and generally, we make decisions, making aligned decisions is aligning with the decision that you want of that outcome. So when you tap into what is good for me and you make a decision from there, even the big scary decisions, you make those decisions from there and you trust your intuition, that is how you're going to be able to make aligned decisions moving forward with your splenic authority. So it's really about trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, trusting that inner whisper, that inner knowing of what's good for you.
The next authority that we're going to talk about is the ego authority, and the ego center is also known as the heart center. So this center is more rare to have as an authority because it's it's a smaller center and it has less gates, so there's less connections available to this center. So the only ones that can have this center as an authority are projectors and manifestors, and this center is really about desire and willpower and worthiness and just ambition and drive and the funny thing is there's a lot of conditioning around the center a because less people are likely to have it as an authority but also because it's known to be a selfish center and what that means is that you're literally meant to make decisions based off what you desire and what you want and if you look at society, there's a lot of conditioning around, oh, you should be considerate of other people and not, don't be selfish. Like there's a lot of, you know, there's just this mindset of having to like sacrifice yourself and that makes you a better person, for example. But this center is not about that. It's literally about, and this is where, for example, this is my spin on it, the universal laws come in. We have desires for a reason. Like, where, where do desires come from? It can be from, you know, things that you see in your life, things that inspire you, but there, there's a connection somewhere within you. The desires that you have in your life are meant to be yours. They are yours. They belong to you for a reason. And if you look at it in life, when people get what it is that they want, they show other people that they can get what it is that they want. And with that means that everybody gets to win. So the point of when you have an ego authority, that means that you making decisions, those are aligned decisions for you. And when you are in alignment, that means that you make an aligned impact on those around you. So I just really wanted to hone in on that because there is a lot of conditioning around the concept of being selfish with an ego authority. And you are, you if you have this authority, you may have to do some deconditioning around, you know, what's gonna come up for you is justifying what it is that you want and why you want it oh well i want this because xyz no you want it because you want it and that is a good enough reason to pursue what you desire like that fire that like hunger within you is completely valid and is guiding you in your life to make those decisions so when you really recognize and respect your desires, you're literally opening the portal to receive what it is that you want because you're saying, yes, yes, I desire this. You're open. When we say yes, we are opening up to receive. And it really is, you know, to know whether or not you're making a aligned decision with your ego is, do I want this? Yes or no. And, and leaving it at that. No justification, no story, no, oh, because I should or because it'll benefit other people, because it'll make me feel a certain way. It's literally just because you want it. So we're just going to keep this simple. And so when you are using this authority to make decisions, you really want to, with small decisions, it can just literally be asking yourself, do I desire this? Is this what I want? And leaving it at that, keeping it simple. No, why should I do this and whatever. Again, if you get into that mindset of justifying, finding reasons, excuses, whatever, for what it is that you want, the mind is coming into play again. And remember, at the beginning of this episode, I said that authorities in human design have nothing to do with the mind. It is desire that you're focused on when you have an ego authority. So 
constantly small decisions. Do I desire this? Is this what it is that I want? And with big decisions, you are meant to make decisions based off of what is best for you. Because like I said, ultimately this causes a ripple effect. You going after what it is that you want gives other people permission. And this is very powerful. You being unstoppable and being that trailblazer and pursuing what lights you up in terms of what you desire, what you're hungry for in your life, gives others the permission to do the, to do the same. And actually, as I mentioned earlier, with the splenic authority, if the sacral and emotional center are undefined, I said how splenic authorities need to make decisions on their own so they don't pick up on that energy. With an ego authority being defined, because it's less likely that others have it defined, when you're in alignment and you're making decisions based off of your own desires, that energy of how you're showing up will impact others and ultimately show them. And like I said, literally give them permission to pursue their desires as well. When you're out of alignment and you're making decisions based off of how you think it should be or not cons- or just considering others and not yourself, you're going to reflect that to the collective to that they have to make decisions that way as well. There's no permission being given anywhere or any leadership being shown that you can pursue what it is that you want. So I hope that brings some clarity to you on the ego. And it's so funny because even me just sharing about the ego right now, I felt really fired up about that. So if you have an ego authority, I might have pumped your tires. You're welcome. <laughs> so the next authority we're going to talk about is self-authority. So with self-authority we now have the types that have no motor centers defined. So the motor centers, I forgot to mention, the ego, the emotional solar plexus, the sacral, and the root center. Those are the four motor centers in the body graph. So the root center is never an authority anyway, but I just wanted to tell you what the motor centers were. So self-authority is just projectors and they're also known as a non-energy type projector because they don't have a motor center defined so they are part of the smaller percentage like i said the ego authority is a small percentage of the population so ego self-authority and then outer authority such as lunar authority this only makes up five to ten percent of the population so it's a very small percentage and so like i mentioned earlier Back to the splenic example, this, a splenic authority will not have their emotional or their sacral defined. If somebody is an ego authority, they won't have their spleen defined either. So then if you are a self-authority, you have from the G center up, so there's G center throughout your ajna and your head, upwards, there's no motor centers defined. That is how you're making your decision. So these authorities in particular they really need to be on their own when it comes to making decisions or they're going to pick up the energy of desire from someone else's ego or the questions of is this good for me and the fear of the splenic authority or the lit up yes or no style of decision making with the sacral or riding that emotional wave from the emotional solar plexus. So this authority is really about using the g center so the g center is a triangular square in the middle of the body graph if you're taking a look at the graph right now and the g center has to do with your self-identity and your sense of direction of where you're going in life and when they are making decisions they basically make decisions off of am i the type of person who would do this or believe this or take action take action like this so 
they are making decisions against how they see themselves. And so it's, it really is powerful because this is an opportunity where somebody who has their G-Center defined, they're going to have a consistency in how they see themselves and how they know where they're going in life. And so when they do a lot of that inner work and they're very aligned and they know who the fuck they are, what, what they're capable of, what they want, the direction that they're going in life, like being a lovable human being and really knowing their worth, that is when aligned decisions will be made. So if somebody's out of alignment and they are a self-authority, then they're not going to make aligned decisions because they're making decisions off of a poor illusion of themselves rather than their best self. And so when a self-authority is making decisions, they want to really be making decisions based off familiarity. So asking themselves, like I said, is this me? Would I do this? And if it feels good, like there's a connection between that, that question and yourself, then that is the aligned decision to make. And so it really is decision-making based off your identity and how you see yourself. And it's such a beautiful thing because it really is an internal experience. Like this isn't based off of what other people say or what the environment says or external situations. Like it's really against you. Like the comparison is just you. It's, it's a self-connection, self-projected authority. It's literally what the definition of the authority is, right? And so really doing doing the identity work, the inner work, your self-image work will be really powerful and important if you have a self-authority, like I said, so that when you make decisions, it is literally from how you see yourself as the best version of yourself. So it's really knowing who the fuck you are from your core, from your core, from your heart, deep down, and that's where you make decisions from. So when you are making small decisions, you want to be making these decisions based off of how you see yourself, like just asking yourself, like, does this really reflect who I, who I truly am? Like, who am I? And how does this, how does this decision relate to me? And so the really important thing, because, because you have so much openness beneath you of being able to be influenced by splenic authorities, sacral, ego, emotional authorities, when you make decisions, you are best to make them on your own and having space and not being around other people's energy so that you can process them and connect literally with yourself and you want to clear your mind and go inward so doing things like journaling or meditation and just taking that time to connect with yourself is really going to allow you to make the best decisions for you and so when it comes to making big decisions you want to make them quickly and in the moment because if you think about it if you know who the fuck you are that is your you know, magnetic pole within you. Like the G center is associated with a magnetic monopole, monopoly, monopole, monopole. I'm probably saying it wrong. Just bear with me. And I hope you're laughing at me at this point. But if you think about it, when you know who the fuck you are, then you're not going to be fluctuating between identities and having that G center defined, you will be consistent in that identity. So when you make big decisions, you know who you are. Those decisions are meant to be made quickly because you know who you are. And it's really about trusting that. So when you, when you are making these decisions, you also want to remember too, like I said earlier, is giving yourself permission to change your mind. 
you're allowed to change your mind. Yes, your identity, knowing your worth and who you are and what you're capable of will be consistent. But for example, what you desire or what interests you or your external environment, like you are allowed to change your mind. Just because you change your mind doesn't mean you're changing your identity. I'm talking about making decisions. You're allowed to change your identity as well, but I'm just specifically talking about making decisions. So the really big thing for you to do is to get clear on who you are as a person and you make decisions off of that. Like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're making decisions off of that and trusting yourself and having that connection with yourself. So this is, the biggest thing is really asking what feels like home, like what feels good to you and that's how you're gonna make those decisions. So now we're getting into environmental authority. So if you're looking at the body graph, the only centers that you're going to see defined are the throat, the ajna, and the head upwards. And so everything underneath of that is open. So this is also known to be only for projectors. And the other definition of this or synonym for envir environmental authority is mental projectors. With that being said, I did say earlier that no decisions are made with the mind. So even though it's a mental projector, hear me out because we're not making decisions with the mind. So basically, if you are a mental projector, you're only gonna have the throat and upwards defined. So what that means is when you are making decisions, you need to get your thoughts out. So you're gonna be having these thoughts and ideas and potential decisions coming from your head and the head center is a pressure center so it's going to be pushing this out of you out of your throat so that you can speak that into existence and process by seeing how these decisions will reflect or bounce off of your environment or the people that you speak them with so even though there's a lot there there's the mental aspect within you it's the getting it out into the environment is what will allow you to process it so as I mentioned earlier, the G center, which in this case would be undefined, when the G center is defined, that creates a magnetism that is the magnetic monopole. We're just gonna go with monopole. I still don't know if I'm saying that right. So that is what creates that, that person to be magnetic, for example, because they have that energy, that consistency within them. When you are a mental projector, what happens is your G-center is undefined, therefore there's more fluidity in terms of your identity and also in how you're magnetic really depends on the environment that you're in because you are creating and processing from your mind and bringing it out through your throat into the world to see how it reflects and bounces off and interacts with the environment before making a decision. The environment that you're in for making decisions is really what is going to create your magnetism. magnetism. So you're going to be geomagnetic. So what that means is that it really depends on the environment that you're in in terms of what you're going to magnetize to you. So what this really means is that when you're making decisions and you're getting this out of you, your environment matters. Being somewhere where you are peaceful or being with the right people to have a conversation with is really ultimately going to allow you to make the best decision for yourself. The cool thing about being a mental projector is with the other authorities, there was, you don't necessarily have to wait. It's like an intuitive hit or it's a yes or no from the sacral or the ego knows what it wants, what the desires and so on. Mental projectors, environmental authorities, emotional authorities and lunar authorities 
are meant to process the way that they make decisions. You need time to process, right? Because naturally, if you're going to speak into existence what it is that you're processing to, to witness it outside of you, that takes time. And so it really is important to pay attention to the environment that you make your decisions in. And really, that's just giving you the opportunity to create a sacred space for decision making. And it's the other definition of having a being a mental projector is also being called a sounding board authority. So getting that decision out of you to make an aligned decision is speaking it with someone, someone that you trust and being able to play it off of them to just process your thinking and get it out of you is another way that you can process the best options. And talking at someone, not necessarily to get feedback or advice, but just to get it out of you and maybe even gauge their reaction and just being able to see it outside of you is ultimately what will allow you to like I keep seeing, making the best decisions. And so it really is going to, when you do this, it's going to allow you to analyze it. And even when, let's say, even in general, when I do coaching with people and when we write things out or we speak them out, it changes how we see and process in our mind. Because if you think about it, the ideas that we have, whether it's for your business or for the kind of partner that you want to have in your life or how you want to design your dream home. It's one thing when it's in your mind, but when you bring it out and you start bringing pieces together physically or you know, you speak it out with someone and you shift the context, it will drastically change your experience of those thoughts. So this is the power of environment and talking it out with the right people. So when you are making small decisions is being in the right space with the right people is really what will allow you to make the best decisions and getting the decisions out loud. Like I said, getting it out of your mind, getting it out of your head so that you can see it, hear it, feel it differently than how you initially started to think that train of thought in terms of making a decision. And sometimes what you might need to do because you need time is to inform people that you're with or just in general saying like, I need time. I need to be with myself, talk with myself, right? So that you don't have the energetic influences of the other types like we talked about so that you can ground yourself in making the right decision. So sometimes what happens is you might feel like you are, you know, a burden because you need the space, but that is literally how you're designed to make decisions. Like you making the right decisions for yourself will ultimately impact people in your life to have the best experience of you. And that is ultimately what will let everyone win. And so it's really important to give yourself permission and give yourself some self-love and acceptance for how you process and make decisions because it is really powerful. You know, it's almost like you are playing with the people and the environment and energies to help you make the best decisions for you. And ultimately sharing that with people that you trust to have them be a sounding board is what will allow you to, you know, you could share that experience with them. You're making a positive impact on them. Like you're empowering them. You're allowing them to contribute. And that, that's, such a, that's such a privilege. So definitely just play with this. Play with the environment. Play with the people that you share with and see how that makes an impact when it comes to your decision making when you are a mental projector. So we have our last authority, which is a lunar authority, and this is only reflectors that will have this authority. So reflectors are literally the 1% 
of the population when it comes to human design. They're very rare. I am lucky enough to have one of my really good friends is a reflector and it's so beautiful to see how she lives her life and just really playing with this authority. So I'm really excited to talk about it. So reflectors have to do with lunar authority or you might see online something like having to wait 28 days to make a decision. Now, this, this concept gets skewed because obviously you cannot wait 28 days to make every single decision in your life. So I just want to explain why this is the way that it is and how you can work with it if you're a reflector or if you know someone who's a reflector in your life. So reflectors have no centers defined in their chart. When you don't have centers defined, that means that you reflect the energy of others and you absorb and you play with that energy within you. So that's why I was talking earlier about, you know, mental projectors, making sure like mental projectors and splenic ego, all of that, as you look up the hierarchy of authorities, when you're in the presence of someone else who has a center defined that you don't have defined, you will naturally pick up on that energy. So as a reflector, you are constantly picking up on the energies of others and being so open actually means that you're so wise because you are reflecting and playing with different energies every day. The downside of that is it can be extremely draining. So with reflectors, they are designed like the moon. This is why they follow the lunar authority because the moon reflects the sun. The light, the light reflects off the moon is what I'm trying to say. And so that is like a reflector. So throughout the month, let's say 28 days of lunar cycle, energy is reflected differently on a daily basis, literally depending on the freaking cosmic transits and cosmic weather from the planets. And so reflectors are meant to take their time to make decisions because they need to experience all of the energy before they can come to a decision. And like I said, because they are ones who don't have, they have no motor center to find, they have nothing to find except for channels and gates, they are going to experience burnout a lot sooner. So sometimes what happens is reflectors are meant to take their time and process and just really marinate in the decisions because they reflect back to the collective like they have this ability to see the bird's eye view of like the best decisions to be made for themselves and the collective like it's such a it's such a massive privilege the way that they have their decision making process set up so because it's not necessarily realistic to constantly wait 28 days to make a freaking decision what is recommended for reflectors is to make decisions off of their noticing their own emotional waves because like i said they don't have any centers defined but they will have gates and channels defined and so also depending on the people they're around they're going to pick up on that energy as well so if they can notice based off their environment the people that they're with their menstrual cycle, if they are someone who has a menstruation cycle, notice how their energy fluctuates on a day-to-day basis. Like maybe they have more energy in the morning than they do at night. Or maybe they notice in the third week of the month or the second week of their cycle, the different energy fluctuations. When there is this knowing of clarity and grounding and energetic processing is complete that is when the decision is meant to be made so bigger decisions are obviously meant to be made in the correct environment like i said they really pick up that energy it can be similar to the mental projector where speaking it out with someone that they trust 
and just really giving themselves the time and space to make that decision because they're not meant to make decisions quickly. And I think that, you know, it can be frustrating. I think when you look at all the types and all the authorities, it might seem easy to be someone who is designed to make decisions quickly. But the thing is, it's like the law of polarity. We need that balance between quick decision making and you know, time to make decisions because that is what creates an equilibrium. That, that is what creates balance in terms of making decisions and taking action in life. So we need this. We need to have the human design types who take their time to make decisions versus the ones who can make decisions quickly. Like ultimately, this is what creates the energetic experience of designing life and designing a life that we love. So with with reflectors, like I said, the really big thing is discovering your own cycle on a daily basis. Yes, follow the moon. If you find you have more energy in a, in a new moon, then you know that's when you need to make big decisions. If you find you're more depleted on a full moon, that's, no, that's when you know you need to rest. So playing around with that and getting used to that and tapping into that is truly what is going to allow you to continue to make those aligned decisions. And again, just like every other freaking authority, it's not made with the mind. It's made with your intuition, your body, and also you're allowed to change your mind. And something that can happen with reflectors is, like I said earlier, with majority of the population being being the types that will have a motor center defined, which is this this energy, right? It could be sacral, it could be ego, it could be emotional authority, whatever it is. There's going to be conditioning around having to have all this energy to do things all the time. So with the reflector, you may find that, yes, you may be lit up about making a decision, but then later on, you may notice that you don't have the energy for it and there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. So I really just want to normalize that. And one of the really beautiful things with reflectors is that they're here to anticipate and have that bird's eye view. And so really asking yourself, like, what do you anticipate will happen? Like, what do you need to clear your energy field in order to feel like you're making the most energetically aligned decision for you? And really looking at what are the kind of environments that will fuel me and energize me in a positive way where I feel aligned in whatever it is that I'm doing. So that is all the authorities. That was a lot of information. And I don't remember the last time I did a podcast episode this long, but I really hope that you found this informative and I'm really excited to share more about human design because I think it's so powerful and it's just so fluid. And I love that it has nothing, in particular the authorities, this is literally a sliver. Like this 45, 50 minute episode is literally a sliver of what is available in terms of diving into human design and discovering yourself energetically in a way that you never have before. So I really hope that this gives you clarity for you to look up your authority and start using that for making decisions and understanding yourself more and just deconditioning or reprogramming yourself from your old ways of being if that wasn't aligned for you. So thank you so much for listening. Please do share this episode. And I know that this information is going to change people's lives and just really help them understand human design in simple terms. And if you can like, subscribe, leave a review as well, like getting this content out in the world really allows me to help more people and you get to be part of that process. So I just want to thank you for listening and I'm really excited to hear what you think and I'll chat with you in the next episode.